Welcome to Wisdom Talk Radio, a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living. My guest today on Wisdom Talk Radio says that we all live and breathe in a field of invisibly connected systems, ancestral family systems, social work systems, cultural systems, and spiritual systems. Indeed. So, how does this impact the way in which you approach a challenge that shows up in your life? Stay tuned to find out about Constellation Healing. Hi, I'm Laurie Seymour, host of Wisdom Talk Radio, founder of the Baca Journey, Fast Track Technology for your co-creative power. For visionaries, innovators, company founders, and product designers, learn a system to download your new, original, and best ideas faster, easier, and without freaking out your nervous system. My guest today, and I am so delighted to have him here with me, is Gary Stewart. Gary is a personal development expert of 45 years and a master constellation healing facilitator of over 20 plus years. His experience has put him on the cutting edge, applying his skills and techniques to expand consciousness and resolve lifelong challenges, stagnation, and breaking negative family patterns. He is always looking for the deeper source which feeds any symptom or problem most people have. Gary is the creator of the innovative Constellation Healing Oracle Card Deck. Oh, and I wish you could see them. They are so gorgeous and so powerful. He's also an author of Ancestral Intelligence, Constellation Insights from Beyond with a companion guided journal. He's got other books too, and he was just telling me about how he's editing one, is his next book right now. This man is a creative genius. So welcome with me, Gary Stewart. I am so pleased that you're here with me. Oh, Laurie, it's an honor and pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your show. My pleasure. So you have been in this field of constellation healing for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining that a lot of our listeners do not know what it is. And so let's start there. You know, what, yes. what is it? Well, it has nothing to do with astrology. The word constellation throws everyone off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it doesn't have to do with astrology. Uh, Bert Hellinger uh, coined the term, I think 1965, that a picture of your family system looks like a constellation. So you have star XYZ forming the Big Dipper, so you see a Big Dipper in the sky when it is just a collection of stars. Well, in your family system, the father might be far to the left, the mother might be far to the right, the children are on the floor, and you start to say, oh my God, there's a triangle here. What does this triangle mean? And why is the father so away from the mother? Oh my God, he's cheating on the wife. Okay, that's why the father's away. There's other women, women in that triangle that are unseen or ex-lovers, or the mother can't get close to the father because she's uh, her husband because she's in love with her father who might have been sexually abusive. So there's invisible members to the family system that really create an interesting multidimensional picture of our family. 
I see the idea of the net. I'm almost getting a feeling of a membrane, actually. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I, there's so much I want to ask you about that. But how? first of all, how did you, because you were doing other things, I know, and yeah. you've been doing a lot of things in the field of consciousness, but what yeah. drew you first to this work? Hey, it was a simple ad, and uh, I believe it was the whole person magazine in Los Angeles. She said, what if the pain you're carrying is not yours? I went, bingo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boy, I, I called her immediately. I said, I so get that. And I said, what does that mean? And she said, well, you could be carrying your grandfather's pain, some unresolved grief from your mother, uh, a zillion things you could be carrying from your ancestry that you think is yours, but it's actually being carried downstream by the descendants of the previous generations. And I totally understood it. We met. I said, let me help you get this bigger in L.A. I was in the healing arts and massage, so I knew a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And we, I started going to her workshops and just had every single time I had a profound experience. Wow. So then you said, okay, I'm going into this even more deeply. Absolutely. Because I knew in massage, I didn't want to be massaging 40 people a week when I'm 70 years old. So at, at 50, I said, I want my next career, working on my next career path while I'm doing this career. And it's, it was like a duck to water. So I totally got it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's something that spoke to you that you knew yeah. that already somehow in your I own body. Yeah, it really was an empathic, intuitive fit. So, okay, you talk about fields, field of invisibly connected systems. We could yeah. talk about that as a conscious, the conscious field. Absolutely. So tell us about that and about how that relates to family dynamics. Well, if you look at family dynamics, like I mentioned that example at the beginning, what is the dynamic that, a, say, a husband and wife would have when they didn't clean up the dirty business, so to speak, of their relationship to their family, or if there was a broken marriage on the husband's side and there was a lot of tension and betrayal or drama there, all these invisible people are part of our larger family system and we're not even aware, not to mention the stories of what happened to the grandfather or great-grandfather or grandmother. You know, take for example, uh, it's going to be a really bold statement, but once there's trauma kind of inserted into any family system, the perpetrator becomes part of the family system. So that negative energy of the destructive adversarial force is actually joining the system through negative emotions and traumatic charge that one person in the family system has. So uh, you could say, in my case, I'm a baby boomer. A lot of baby boomers' fathers fought in World War II. My father was on Omaha Beach. And when I even watched the footage, I was there like, oh, my God, I'm here in spite of that. So how much trauma did my PTSD trauma did my father have marching on that beach being shot at by Nazis while his friends were falling to the ground for, what, about two years all the way into Germany and back? So in my case, I include those fallen Germans as family members or fallen brothers with an open heart. I'm not endorsing Nazism or anything. I'm talking about on a spiritual level, including uh, that inserted tribe of young Nazi boys that my father killed are actually invisible members of my family system. Hmm. So when you say that, when when you say they're a part of your family system, what does that look like? Well, it's just the energy. So where there was trauma either way, and uh, 
in, it goes through even say on the mother's side, there was sexual abuse from a neighbor because the energetic charge and trauma is so strong, it stays alive in the family system until it's resolved. Constellations show us what invisible things were stuck to us. Almost like, you know, in a fun way, ectoplasm from Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like that. There's some beautiful thing that's just like splat into the system until you acknowledge this splat there from something or honor the fate and destiny that like my entanglement with that perpetrator was when I was 11 years old, but now I'm 70. Do I still have to carry that every day of my life? No, we honor that it happened then, and then we separate from it so we can be fully alive in the present, not yanked back to the past by that repetitive traumatic event over and over and over again. What, what ways have you seen that show up for people? In other words, I may not know of past traumas in my system. Absolutely. Uh, you know, how are they showing up? How might they be showing up? The great thing about constellations, I prefer it in a group. I can do a one-on-one, -on -one, but I prefer it in a group. Mm -hmm. That way they'll put in either, I mean, once when I was the client, we added that my father rep said, I'm standing like a tree with all dead people around my feet. The person didn't know my father was a World War II soldier in Omaha Beach or all that, but yet that was it. He stood, he had tremendous survivor guilt for being alive while all his friends were dead around his feet or the Nazis were dead around his feet. So there's like an invisible energy uh, that's stuck in the system when that happens. And when we're using reps in a constellation, that's attendees coming to a workshop to be my father, to be a grandfather, to be a dead Nazi, whatever the case may be, we are bringing the consciousness of that to light so we can finish it leave it in the past on like a good healing statement from a father rep. Now, mind you, my father's been dead for 40 years. Mm -hmm. but the rep would say to the Nazi boys, it was my fate to be the winning American soldier, your fate to be the dead Nazi. I turn away and create life as a baby boomer in the United States. You mm -hmm. had a great loss. I had a great gain. I get to the law of the jungle. I get to reproduce. You don't. And that's my fate and destiny this lifetime post World War II. So, I, because I've seen you do this a couple of times, um, I, I, I can see the picture, and I'm not sure if our listeners can yet see the picture when you okay. have a father rep. So, sure. you have a group of people that come into a, to a workshop. Yeah. Um, and I know you facilitate these regularly in the L.A. area, and, you know, as well as around the world. Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, somebody's there in the workshop. What might be the first thing that that you might see from an attendee that you might okay with that piece of work to do? Well, I prearrange who's going to be the working client, so I have their family history. So if I were ah. myself as a case subject here, I would have a two-page questionnaire. I know my father survived World War II or the client's father survived World War II. Then we have the client pick a representative for themselves totally healed. Say the client was suffering from depression, not mm -hmm. knowing why. Okay. We, we would have the client touch the shoulders of their rep, go behind them because the ancestral energy comes into the body of a total stranger who knows nothing about the family history or even the client's goal for working. Why am I so depressed all the time? Mm -hmm. Or I have ultimate happiness with no blocks whatsoever. We set the highest goal. We don't want to give energy to the depression. They're already in that. Why should we feed right. it? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, their rep would say, oh, you know, my right side is really activated, but my left side isn't. 
then we know the body, the rep's body is saying, look at the father line. Then I'll put the father behind the, the shadow of the father behind the client or the grandfather behind the father. So we start tracking the male lineage. What happened? Then I would have the questionnaire. Mind you, the client's sitting with me up at the front of the room. Mm -hmm. your father line. What was the trauma in your father line? Oh, he was on Omaha Beach. Oh, he was never the same when he came back from World War II. So then we start, might add a couple dead bodies, ask people in the circle, could you lay down by this person? So we get a sense of closure, like so we can finish World War II, we can finish the grief, we can honor the dead, honor the battle, and then move forward without it. So the client is surprised they were even carrying that for their father. And this happened in what, 1935, 45? year 2010 and that energy is still alive in the paternal line inside our body even though we weren't born when world war ii happened the post-traumatic stress transferred by virtue of our dna and incompletion by our parents or grandparents into our bodies if we were at world war ii when we weren't so okay so that picture is starting to flesh out now it, and it has um, implications of of not only family dynamics, but um, uh, psychodynamic work. Yes, yeah. Or, you know, uh, things that we might play out. Yes, mm-hmm. But you're bringing this through, people. You're not actually setting it in motion. Right. You allow right. it to emerge energetically. Yeah, so we're looking for, let's say, the energetic information or a deeper truth. And mm -hmm. once that comes out, that say the father could face the grief. Do you think after my father killed a Nazi, he could be in the woods saying, I'm so sorry that I lived and you died? He'd be running for his life. Mm -hmm. right. The biomechanism, law of the jungle, is you run and hide or make yourself feel safe for another day. All that fear and trauma, I know like Peter Levine uh, talks in the animal world, they just go to safety and start shaking off all the adrenaline mm -hmm. of the fear they had that they just didn't get killed by a lion. Well, humans will make up a story or they'll have a cigarette or they'll want a shot of whiskey because, whew, I lived another day. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, then alcoholism may set in when they come back from the war because they never processed the grief or the fear that they just killed somebody and they got to live with it. So what we're doing, we're unraveling the invisible dynamics we didn't even know we were carrying from one of our ancestors. And the field of consciousness actually contains everything that happened to every ancestor. We normally take one, uh, we're the champion of one specific issue generally, or one or two issues from either the mother line or father line. This field of consciousness through representatives attending a workshop know nothing about the client and they tune into the the strongest energy line quite quickly. Interesting. So, hmm. So, how far back have you seen that um, mirrored? In other words, how far back in the in the family history? Generations. Uh, yeah. Well, ten generations of human history. Uh, that's with one child each generation, which is not the case. Is one thousand twenty-four people. Mm. Mother, father. So you have two parents, four grandparents, eight. Great, 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 grand, wait, eight, great, great, 60, great, 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 32, great, 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 64, 128. So you just do the math times 10. I can't. You know, <laughs> but you have a thousand, over a thousand people that you could have the same energy running through. Mm -hmm. Say you have to be Jewish and there might be persecution. 
long before Hitler of Russia, pogroms in Russia. And you happen to be a Russian Jew heritage who did escape in maybe the 1800s to America or 1900s. Well, guess what? That trail of grief or fear that led them to escape Russia is still alive in the psyche of the family. We get to go into that and complete that and actually honor the suffering but not carry the suffering anymore. I pride myself in creating a healthy boundary that the past is the past, honor it, let it go, release it, then walk forward and maybe you can be a happy Jew in the 21st century rather than a depressed Jew from the 17th, 18th, or 19th, or even 20th century. And we know that that's certainly possible. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so that's, that's a fascinating thing to me. So when people come to workshops with you, um, everybody that's come has come with, and you know about their family dynamics, you know something. Uh, just, the, just the three or four working clients, not the whole room. Ah. Now, here's the cosmic twist in the whole thing. Yes. We're one human family system. Everyone in that room has grief or trauma over something in their family. Mm -hmm. That is healing while they help someone else. Because if you, the, the insight that I get, there's only one consciousness. Mm-hmm. Universal consciousness, as far as I'm concerned, uh, contains everything. And we're part of that bigger whole. All of us are like cells of that bigger whole. So when we heal, you know the phrase, when you change one drop of water, the whole ocean changes? Same thing with constellation. We change the emotional attitude of one person in that room, the whole room shifts in, internally just by helping another human being. Uh, we're all empathic and intuitive, whether we believe in it or not. Uh, it's definitely the case. Uh, otherwise, post-traumatic stress wouldn't transfer without the actual experience. And, and the neuroscientists have found that to be true. So it's scientifically uh, collaborated that it is true. You don't have to have the actual experience to inherit the trauma. There's trauma. another piece there. There's another yeah. piece that I'm thinking of. I, I think you're implying it, but maybe not You know, putting it right in the front, which is hmm, that... The people in the room, it's not just yeah, they're, they're getting to help someone else and they yes. you know, feel good about that, but it sounds like the, the people that are the identified clients in the room are also there as avatars because yes. there's, there's kind of a limited number of mm, really deep core kind of issues that people are going to be carrying around. And anybody can relate to fear. Anybody can relate to grief or loss. Yes. So there's that aspect where they may be impacted on all kinds of levels right. by, the, by virtue of the work that you're doing at the front of the room. Absolutely. Whether so, they're so, there as, as, in, as one of the reps or not. Right, yeah, yeah. It's a win-win. It's the biggest win-win modality for everyone. And I pride myself as being a teacher of the lessons to the larger room because I want to honor the representatives who have walked through glass or represented a murdered victim or someone who died of a heart attack or cancer. I want to honor them for sacrificing their bodies for 45 minutes or an hour to serve a total stranger. To me, there's no higher form of love than giving that level of support to someone you don't even know just because they're a fellow human being in need. I mean, talk about unconditional love and the healing power of that in and yes. of itself, separate yes. from the constellation. Mm -hmm. It's beyond amazing. Now, ironically... Um, I think you were in uh, Asheville when we did a slavery consulate. Yes. yes. And I had to pick the slave owner's wife 
because she had green on. I thought green money, slavery, commerce, you know, not to take it lightly, but just from a, a, let's say, logistical point of view. It turned out her grandmother or great-grandmother was a slave owner. I had no idea when I picked her. She felt like the right person. So that whole constellation, she felt the perpetrator side of it that she was consciously from her great-grandmother. So that was a win for her, and we had to do lots of clearing and releasing of her because she was totally surprised that this showed up in someone else's work. She was not the working client. She was the representative for a client who had an issue around that, uh, let's say, that timeline in American history of slavery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I remember how powerful that was. Yeah, it was Everybody incredible. in the world. And there were probably, you know, 30 people in the room. And exactly. Everyone was affected and we're also culturally learning the invisible dynamics of perpetrator, victim, and slavery and cultural beliefs of the year because all of it made perfect sense in the 1800s. To them, it was, day, you know, a normal day, you know. And now we look back today and we're aghast that that was considered normal at the time when in, in, in uh, it was racist, it was perpetrator energy, it was greed, it was commerce over trafficking human beings. I mean, now we call it human trafficking, which is a little bit sanitized, but to be perfectly honest, it's never really stopped, it's just changed countries. Yes, exactly, exactly. So and we're, people feel the guilt of that too. Absolutely. That it gets addressed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So, what, what has all this been teaching you about life? Uh, just can I give you the secret of life? <laughs> it's really simple. Life doesn't care. It what doesn't do care. I mean that life just wants to move forward. The chi or the life force of vitality wants to move forward. It has no morality. It has, it's almost like, when I, when I, the metaphor I use, life is like a green snake in green grass. You don't see it, it's invisible, but it's always moving forward, and snakes generally don't look back. And if you look at the life force, it's moving forward. Oh, okay, you're in a constant cramp. You're a Jew that's gonna be exterminated. Well, I'll find a way to get someone pregnant so you can leave, there'll be a new Jew born after Auschwitz is done. Does life say, oh my God, I can never procreate because there's gonna be a genocide? No, it just says, okay, here's, here's I have to survive and I will wiggle through every nook and cranny till I can keep moving forward. So if you look at the life force itself, it's non-judgmental. I even have written in my book, it's the most bloodthirsty, uh, maniacal force that never will, wants to be stopped. The only thing that can stop life is death. And then I believe we're birthed into spirit again at death. So there's a, there's a, a conscious continuum of spirit that is inhabited by life. But once life stops, then we're in the spirit realm, and that's kind of our spiritual life starts when our physical life ends. Yeah, and, and then continues. And continues in a bigger circle. It's, it's, all, a, it's all part of that whole. Yes, and it may sound strange to say, but if you really look at the raw life force that every living thing, whether it's an amoeba, a tadpole, a human being, a polar bear, a dolphin, if you really look at we're in this temporary state right now, very Buddhist, we're in a temporary state that is just we have everything available to us and whatever we choose to do with that time we have here 
is the get the way we're spending our gift. Life is a gift, and we're spending it the way we want. Do we want to be miserable with it or unhappy? Does that fulfill us? Maybe it does. Some people, that's okay. Uh, but most people strive for happiness or fulfillment while they're here for their 50 to 80 years, on, or maybe 100 if you're lucky on Earth. <laughs> And one of the things that I have seen about you, Gary, and that I so deeply appreciated is, is your generosity that I have seen every time I have been with you, it, it, that of what you offer to people, that it, it may be in a completely different situation, but there'll be an opening for a way that you can bring this kind of teaching or this kind of work into a situation, and you are just there for it. And yeah. Yeah, it, it's just you are you're a, a healer and a teacher at heart. Yeah, and a transformer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I really I really love that about you. So well, the thing is, the spirit is spirit and consciousness is free and available to everyone. So anyone who wants to be a guru, saying you only get consciousness through me or by me, I have the keys. It's no. Total BS as far as I'm concerned. I think when we have that equanimity and really see every being as a manifestation of God and you're lucky to be in their presence because whatever shows up, uh, the consciousness is generous. I mean, if you look at any tree, it has 10 billion seeds. Every single tree. Yes that abundance. So you could say consciousness is equally abundant. And if I can be the channel and flow that consciousness, which fills me up, then I share it with everyone. So they're overflowing with that abundant feeling. Which is then oh, comes into you and is overflowing. Yeah. And it's being kind. I mean, I think it's Buddhist in nature. It's being kind to all suffering. Because when they suffer, it's actually part of us is suffering as a species. So if I can be kind to someone who needs it when they're <laughs> suffering, why not? That's what love is about. That's what life is about, you know, mm -hmm. passion and kindness to a t total stranger. To me, that's the highest form of love. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the, um, the Healing Oracle cards. Yes, yes. Published just recently. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I want to get constellations more out to the masses. A lot of people may not have a workshop in their area. I think there's only about a thousand to fifteen hundred uh, working facilitators on Earth. For nine billion people, that's not perfect. <laughs> so, you care uh, of a family of ten generations. That's pretty good. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that means there's a hundred billion people, not. <laughs> 90 billion invisible with 9 billion physical. You know? <laughs> so it's just quite a big field. So I wanted to make it more accessible to the masses so people could either do it with friends or on their own to get deeper insights. So uh, the cards are actually very serious. Uh, we have 70 family dynamics. That, uh, there's a couple more I think I should add, but I'll get to them. Uh, <laughs> And uh, on the back of each card is the definition and the teaching. So even if it's a negative card, say you pick an abuse card, uh, it may seem negative, but we want to show you the silver lining in it, that you, you, it helps you develop the strength for adversarial things coming at you. So there's a silver lining in everything, whether it's positive or negative. And we wanted to put that in each card. So wouldn't, people wouldn't say, oh, I got a negative card. No. Mm -hmm. Back of it, we're going to pull you through. We're not telling you what to do. We're going to suggest you see the silver lining in it. And of course, you survived it, number one. And number two, can we let it go? I think the most insidious, addictive thing on earth is not drugs, it's trauma. I really do. 
because we get locked in that time frame and we never let it go. We repeat it a million times uh, daily for 40, 50, 60 years. And it's like we're, we don't recognize who we are without it. It becomes so part of our fabric we forget, wait, that was an acquired piece to our life lesson or life story. Can we end the trauma or realize it took this portion of time about to and say I've given you a decade on this one issue, say it was sexual abuse, I leave it with you, the perpetrator, I walk away free of it. I'm not spending one more ounce of my vitality or life energy on something that happened 20 years ago. I leave it with you, I turn and walk away without it. That's scary to people because the devil you know is much more comfortable than just having it like gone. And then they're like, oh, how do I define myself now? So what you're saying about trauma is a really important thing to me because as a former psychotherapist, you know, who worked a lot in those realms, one of the things that I encountered over and over and over and over again was people's unwillingness to step away, unwillingness to, to resolve something, not just because it wasn't resolved, but really because it is the devil that you know. Right. And, and so that has given rise in, in quarters all over the world of a belief system that healing is never ending, that you've right. got to continue to be healed for the rest of your life. And there's no, there's no really turning forward. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So I want, I, I would love it if you would talk a little bit about that bow and release process that is inherent in, in this work. Uh -huh. Well, the, the other thing is it can be much more fear to let something go. Uh, the, the negative side of trauma, just to finish that, is we identify the trauma is us. No, we are us and the trauma happened to us. They're two separate things, but it's almost like we, we get an identification with that, so we feel we're letting go part of ourselves when it's not. It's an event that happened to us. Uh, so in the bow and release, what we try to do is create a healthy boundary. Say it was a perpetrator. Uh, you know, I'll use myself as an example. I'm an open book about myself as much as I'd expect a client to be. I was violently abused by my, my father and mother physically, uh, emotionally, and psychologically, that's for sure. So I would do a bowing exercise for me is everything that I experienced with you as my mother or father, I leave with you. Uh, uh, the violence belongs to you. It has nothing to do with me. And I honor that you're my mother and father. And I now turn away and leave any guilt or shame about the violence that you perpetrated on me with you. Then I would turn around and walk away energetically from my parents' violent, maniacal, violent reactions to me that were castigated on my body, my little body at 10 years old. Hmm. I walk away with honor and respect that they're still my parents, but I'm not going to carry the burden of whatever made them violent, which is probably what the grandparents on both sides did to them. Yeah. And cutting the cord with the parents, I'm saying, you're the parents, you keep it. The grandparents, you know, you're, you're going backwards in time. Anyone who led to all that violence being the norm, I leave it with you. I'm walking away free of it. Yeah. And it's disrespect you're actually bowing to them non-subservience in honor and respect somehow they were your teacher 
somehow you got the lesson and you're going to leave the baggage that is their unresolved baggage with them. So you got the lesson that you survived it and made you strong enough. I'm strong enough to walk away now and leave that in my past so I can move forward and not have my life's work be lugging other people's baggage with me. How beautiful. How beautiful, Gary. Because that is, that is freedom. Absolutely. And then it's turning towards something. Exactly. And, and how have you, with the people that you have worked with over the years, what have they said about how things have changed in their own lives as they move forward from yeah. that? Generally, I've been accused of fostering a bunch of children because a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people uh, were working on uh, love relationships and we were clearing uh, negative patterns uh, from their – I do a romantic entanglements exercise where we clear your sexual history. More women are interested than men, but because we did that, a lot of women became mothers. They found the love of their life. Uh, oh my God, it's just so funny that people come, I'm a grandmother because of you. I said, hey, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, you know? Uncle Gary. Yeah, exactly. But, but many people have come up that their romance changed. Uh, they became parents. They found Mr. and Ms. Wright, and they're happy. They're happy in their relationships. I was doing one fertility one where the woman was um, having miscarriages and couldn't get pregnant, and I, I was repping. We didn't have enough people, so I repped her husband. I said, there's knives in my back. I said, whatever's going on has nothing to do with you. Because he wouldn't get his ex-wife pregnant, she cursed him. If you ever marry someone else, I curse that you will never be a father. Because wow. she So we did the same bowing technique. I'm your ex-husband. I honor your anger. I apologize for my part in that. But I turn away and leave that uh, vitriol with you. And then I turned away. And sure enough, a month later, his second wife got pregnant. So imagine the energetic holds that even a past romantic relationship can have on the quality of your sperm on a biological level. It's absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is the, the thing of everything is energy and, and everything is happening in energy, whether we acknowledge it, whether we know it, even whether we believe it or not. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and it's, it's, it's science. I mean, the new book I'm working on with Amika Swami, quantum physicist, it's called uh, Quantum Activation, Transforming um, Obstacles into Opportunities. We're looking that when you change the energy, you change the physical reality, and he's scientifically corroborating it so people will see the whole universe is working on energy before it gets to matter. Yeah. And, or actually consciousness before it gets energy, before it gets the matter. So if you can change the consciousness, you can change the energy, which in turn changes the matter or the physical experience. Absolutely. I mean, I'm working in that same way. I know, I, I know. Use the same words. Uh, so I love what, what you're doing, and I can't wait to read this book. So, okay, you do some uh, live workshops in L.A. Where, yeah. else, where else can people um, find you? Palm Springs, um, September 14th, and in L.A., uh, mid-September in L.A., mid-October in L.A., uh, late October in Detroit, uh, and uh, back to Palm Springs, and that'll be it for 2019. <laughs> I got everything, about six more workshops for the rest of the year. And, and how can people find you online? 
Sure. You can go to my website, GaryStewartHealing.com. We could always do a mini consolation by doing an Oracle card reading. So we can Skype or Zoom back and forth, and I can tune into your field in the reading, which that in and of itself, because I tune into the deeper dynamics, even on a card reading, that will support your intention of transformation. Uh, Gary Stewart Healing is my website, and the Oracle cards are posted there as well. They're also on Amazon, uh, Constellation and Healing Oracle Cards by Gary Stewart. And um, I know that there's also a, a generous free gift that you have on your website that I'm going to put into the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Tell, about that, tell our listeners about that bow and release. Yeah, well, I just spoke to you about the bow and release, and you don't have to be at a Constellation Workshop to do that. Say you had a rough day at work and a boss is the SOB that keeps needling you or whatever, you can go home and just look. If it's male, I recommend looking at a building. If it's female, I recommend looking at a tree or something natural because Mother Nature, Mother Earth is greens. Uh, fathers are generally a man built a building, so that has more male energy. So say, say a guy's giving you a hard time at work, whether you're male or female, say, I don't know what's going on with you, Joe Schmo. Whatever it is, I leave it with you. I'm not engaging in it. It's not healthy for me, and I'm walking away. And then you bow to the experience that he got you to this place of creating this boundary. You made the boundary. You cut the energetic cord. Then you walk away, and then you might see you go to work the next day and say, what the heck happened to him? Your <laughs> perception that you demanded your own perception to change. Ultimately, these negative forces are our teachers. You know, one thing for our audience, your audience to know, would Oprah be who she was if she didn't have those negative experiences? Indeed. At, yes, they're horrible at the time, but look at how her spirit rose to the occasion. So are these negative experiences our teachers so we can rise to the occasion and transform ourselves and transform our perception in life? So maybe they were a gift. Yeah. In bad wrapping, for sure. <laughs> Everything is a gift one way or another. And so maybe that's where we uh, leave our audience is in that willingness to rise to the occasion to release what has happened, whatever that may be, wherever that has been in your own system, and to be able to say thank you. Thank exactly. you for whatever I've learned, and now I'm turning away. Exactly. I'm done. I'm done with that lesson. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think people realize that they can be done with a lesson. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you, my dear friend, Gary. Oh, my God. Great. So appreciative of you being here. Uh, thank you. It's an honor and pleasure, Lori. Yeah. And thanks to our listeners for being with us today at Wisdom Talk Radio. Join us here regularly for more wisdom, discovery, and illumination. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Red Circle, and more. If you've enjoyed listening today, leave us a review. And for more in illumination and inspiration for your journey, find me, Laurie Seymour, over at thebacajourney.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.